From Decrypt Media, this is the Decrypt Daily. My name is Matthew Diemer. Today on the show, the crypto space pushes back at lawmakers, open seas big day, and a warning about crypto loans. That's coming up today on the Decrypt Daily. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the show. Today is Tuesday, May 3rd, 2022. It's election day over here in Ohio. The primary election is happening as we speak. And I got to get this done so I can get out the house to get to polling locations. The time is 8.48 a.m. Eastern Daylight Savings Time. And I got a couple emails from listeners that I want to read for you right now. The first one is from Matt from Milwaukee. And he's replying to the Elon Musk Warren Buffett thing. And he says, hello, Matthew. You asked what we thought about Elon the other day. I would do something incredibly audacious and lump Elon and Warren Buffett together for an assessment. Deep down, we all want heroes and saviors. And just as deeply as we want villains and devils. We want black and white with no nuance. That's why we all love or either love to hate Elons and Buffets of the world. We all want our team to be all good or our heroes to be always right. Our saviors to always win. But my take, humanity in general and humans in particular are rarely ever one way. They're not always amazing or terrible. Elon and Buffett are human beings just like us. To paraphrase Sam Bankman-Fried, we all say some brilliant stuff and some foolish stuff. These ultra-billionaires are obviously sometimes brilliant and altruistic and helpful in their thinking, but they also can be boneheaded idiots, calling someone a pedo guy in one case and decrying crypto as useless in another. Good luck with your election, Matt from Milwaukee. Thanks, Matt, for the note. Next letter comes from John, and John says, Hey, Matthew, hope you're doing great. Here are some of my thoughts. First, to Buffett and Wikimedia, 2013 called and wants you back. I thought we covered the electricity uses over the years again and again and again. Electricity use does not necessarily equal fossil fuel use or carbon emissions. Otherwise, what good are electric trains and vehicles and planes rinse and repeat? The BTC community has been leading in greed tech for mining. There's also a concept known as proof of state that uses a lot less electricity. No detail needed there. It's been covered. Blah, 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 referred to the last nine years of the discussion. Second, Warren Buffett, as far as stocks and overall investment strategy, his advice has been gold. Regarding Bitcoin, not too much. Here's what I think Bitcoin's utility is. Self-custody, borrow and lend. It's like gold in some ways and can be spent like fiat in others. Currently can be used without gatekeepers telling me when or how or giving me a score if I spend too much. And I can borrow fiat off it too. Though I have to admit, in a zombie apocalypse, paper money can be used like toilet paper and kindling. Also, Buffett says the Federal Reserve doesn't control Bitcoin, and that's a bad thing. Xi Jinping, really? Do we need to get into China's record on human rights? Now I'm waiting for Elizabeth Warren to say something. Should be a day or two now. Though, Xi Jinping is overdue to re-ban Bitcoin again. Also, Marxists hate Bitcoin because it brings prosperity and happiness to their target group of revolutionaries. They need them to be distraught and unhappy in order to get them to revolt. And they should be spouting the term hypercapitalist to describe it any time now as well. I recommend part one of the basic of Bitcoins and blockchains. Anthony Lewis does a fantastic job of describing Bitcoin and Ethereum. I also recommend Jack Rutherford's The History of Money, since it helps seize how many different things have been and can be used as money. Take care, John. Thank you for those letters. Now, let's get into those crypto prices. 
Here we go. Money talks. And now the time is 8.55 a.m. Eastern Daylight Savings Time. And we have Bitcoin sitting at $39,506, pretty much even in 24, down 5% in 7. Ethereum's at $2,841, up 1.5%. Tether's number 3. Binance Coin is at 388, up 0.4%. And USDC's number 5. Running off the top 10, we have XRP, Solana, Luna, Cardano, and UST, or Terra US Dollars. Total market cap, we're at $1.74 trillion, the same as yesterday. A BTC dominance of 42.1 and an F dominance of 19.7. And now it's time for Coin of the Day. Our Coin of the Day is Ethereum Classic. Ticker ETC. Price right now is $27.72. It's up almost 3% in 24. Its total market cap is $3.7 billion. Fully diluted is $5.8 billion. 64% of ETC or Ethereum Classic is in circulation. The all-time high for Ethereum Classic was set a year ago at $176.16. It's down 84% since then. All-time low was six years ago at $0.45. Cents. It's up 6,000% since then. You know, I got an email the other day wondering why I say all these prices and circulating supply and so on and so forth. Here's the thing. Is if you know the high, the low, you know where it's sitting right now, you kind of can scale or gauge where it is in movement of the market in relation to the market. And the other thing is, if you know the circulating supply and how much is out there and how much it could be diluted still, that is a key of how much could be dumped onto the market. There are a lot of altcoins out there that might have only 15% in circulation and could dump 85% into the market. So those are things that people want to know about because if you're using this as a utility, then you just buy it to use it as a utility. But if you're using it as an investment, you got to know when you could be diluted and it could be a really bad thing. Where can you buy Ethereum Classic? Well, everywhere. It's Ethereum Classic for the most part. Bitthumb, Binance, Gate.io, Huobi, Coinbase, and so on and so forth. So what is Ethereum Classic? Well, Ethereum Classic is a hard fork of Ethereum that launched in 2016. Its main function is a smart contract network with the ability to host and support decentralized applications or dApps. Now, you need to understand the history of Ethereum and Ethereum Classic before uh, you understand Ethereum Classic. And basically, Ethereum Classic's main aim was to preserve the Ethereum blockchain as it originally was, without artificially countering the DAO hack. See, the contention has hard fork on Ethereum occurred in 2016, in July actually, when uh, participants disagreed over whether to revert the blockchain to cancel out the effects of a major hack. See, Ethereum was hacked, it locked away a lot of Ethereum, and they wanted to revert the blockchain to get everybody's Ethereum back. And everybody's like, no, we can't do that. It opens up a huge can of worms that we don't want to deal with. Well, the disagreements were disagreements. The fork happened, and that's where you get Ethereum and Ethereum Classic. Obviously, that is just very general and, and broad. And if you want to know more about this discussion, these discussions that were happening, you just got to Google it because there's a lot of documentation about this. Moving into today's headlines. Rating agency Weiss Ratings warned about the risks associated with crypto mortgages in its current economic situation in the United States, urging caution with this type of product. The report, authored by Weiss analyst John D. Markman, refers to Milo, a Miami-based digital banking firm that recently wrote out a 30-year mortgage backed by Bitcoin, Ethereum, or stablecoins as collateral. There are no down payments required, and the loan rates range from 3.95% to 5.95%. Markman said this in quote, The product seems like a win-win, assuming the real estate and crypto prices keep rising, except there are signs that both bets are unlikely to be winners in the near term. Markman added that Bitcoin is now down 44% since its all-time high. 
Argentina's largest private bank, Buenos Aires-based Banco Galicia, is making available to customers four different types of cryptocurrencies, Bitcoin, Ethereum, USDC, and XRP. Banco Galicia said this in a tweet. Banco Galicia launches a new and innovative service for its customers, offering the purchase, sale, and custody of cryptocurrencies in a simple, secure, one-step place. The reason why crypto is so popular in Argentina is because the country has one of the highest inflation rates in the world. Year on year, it's currently over 50%, according to the National Central Bank. This week's launch of Deeds for Virtual Land Plots and Other Side, a metaverse game from the creators of Board API Club, generated hundreds of million dollars worth of NFT sales. It also since prompted a new daily record for OpenSea, the top NFT marketplace. OpenSea registered more than $476 million worth of NFT trades on Sunday, May 1st, following the launch of the Other Side project. The previous single-day record for OpenSea was nearly $323 million, and that was set August 29th, 2021. So OpenSea did $150 million more of sales on Sunday. That is absolutely insane. In April, OpenSea registered a 40% month-over-month rise in trading volume with nearly $3.5 billion worth of NFT trades. Yikes. And finally, members of the Bitcoin community have co-authored a response to a recent call from House Democrats seeking additional environmental scrutiny for crypto mining. Like the representative's letter, the letter from the crypto community is addressed to the administrator of the EPA. Michael Saylor, the CEO of MicroStrategy, said this in a tweet. Certain members of Congress sent a letter to the EPA premised on several misconceptions about Bitcoin mining. We have authored a response to clear up any confusion, correct inaccuracies, and educate the public. The document outlines eight specific misconceptions initially highlighted in the April 20 letter from the House Democrats. If you want to read those eight misconceptions that go quite in depth, please click the link in the show notes. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Decrypt Daily. My name is Matthew Diemer. I'll be back tomorrow, either a winner or loser of the Democratic primary. And until then, happy hodling, everyone. <laughs>